Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Brother Scrim. I am here with my brother Nick, and I am Ryan, and we are Nick and Ryan of Brother Scrim. And today we are talking about the epic announcement that was made, which was Phase 4 of uh, Marvel's MCU. And, uh, you know, I went in there with with high hopes of Fantastic Four, and they just (laughs) kind of tossed it away on the side, which is unfortunate. But... I'm I'm sure it's because they they have a plan and or they they're at least building a plan because they said they're working on it but it's just not ready yet not ready yeah. to announce so I think um, it, you know it's going to take some work and I'm glad they're taking their time uh, I think it's best that it's done right I mean they probably just got the rights now so it's a legal thing probably and they probably just working on it trying to figure yeah out. no I agree with that I agree with that get I the mean, talent right make sure you got the right people behind it. Um, I think that's always key to these movies. Yeah. Well, you were, you know, it's funny because you were talking about um, on the one of our podcasts before when we were contemplating uh, Marvel and uh, we were contemplating the Mysterio episode and we were contemplating like, you know, phase four a little bit. Um, and I wanted to point out uh, based on some research I did, I think that I think that it is very hard to do um the classic Fantastic Four mm-hmm. with all yeah. with, with all four where, members. Yeah, given where I mean where they're taking it, uh, they're taking the MCU and all that. Yeah, um, I mm-hmm. think it would be challenging to do it today. I think it would be really hard uh, to do it this time. But I mean, you know, I've been surprised before, and I think it, with the right writers and the right people behind it, you could do something really interesting. I think it will probably be a different take for sure, something that we didn't expect. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think that what's going to happen is is I think they're going to like I mentioned before I think they're going to introduce the Future Foundation, but I think they're going to they're going to pull a Valkyrie move where they're going to show Johnny Storm, but I in like a sequence or introduce him at least, and, <laughs> and then, then just, someone someone else is going to take Johnny Storm's place. No, 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 no. I think because like. Marvel is really good at like passing the torch. That's like what they yeah, yeah. they know their fans are gonna like passing lose them. the torch. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see what it did there. You see what it did. Um, and I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna you know they're gonna like we uh, I, like we've talked about before is they're gonna introduce the Fantastic Four, but not do an origin story. Just kind of have them already established. And I think they're gonna go on a mission and then lose Johnny Storm in like the first act of the film and then build the future foundation johnny storm because because he's a dated i think with marvel's current approach to modern modernize themselves a little bit modernize their heroes which you'll get into in this actually (laughs) i think that uh i think that with the modern approach that marvel's doing i think that the idea of Johnny Storm is is kind of a dated. Yeah, he, I think he's always been, um, well, not like always been, but at the time he was like, I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan, and I'm a huge early Marvel fan, like 60s, 70s, 80s. All my stuff over here from what I read, and also I'll be citing the book Marvel: The Untold Story Ooh. for those who haven't read it. Um, but anyway. Uh, a character obviously was, you know, um, their kind of like teenage character that they had in the original um, 1960s um, uh, Fantastic Four. And, you know, he was kind of like the cool kid, I guess. You know, he liked cars. You know, he was kind of a sports guy. All that kind of stuff from the 60s you'd expect. 
you know, you like working on hot rods and stuff, stuff like that. So, and I think at the core of the character is that, you know, uh, you, they end up with the Fantastic Four. They, each one has their powers literally reflect, reflect their personality. So yeah. he was kind of like a teenage hothead kind of dude, you know, loved babes, loved cars, this kind of guy. I could see why that would not be <laughs> maybe appropriate today. Yeah, but the, a lot of Fantastic Four fans talk about one of the comics, which is like super big, and it talks about how you know uh, the in the story Johnny Storm dies in it, and it kind of kicks off the Future Foundation mm-hmm. from that point. And I think that's a perfect comic to kind of get them in, jump into it. He comes back though. He does, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing: is that you could you could have him come back later, or you could. Just focus on establishing what the Fantastic Four means. Yeah. And Johnny Storm, though, he's kind of, and don't get me wrong, comic book fans, I love Johnny Storm, and I'm a very much like, you know, the the 90s age of comics yeah. kind of times. But yeah, yeah, but, yeah go. You know? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, we're, I think we're, we're, we're the, the purists, what I call the Marvel purists. Uh, we, yeah. we love the old stuff. I love, personally, I love the 60s and 70s and 80s stuff which i'll also get into when we get into some of these films here um yeah and um you know and uh but i i understand that even with the mcu they've changed a lot but they've still kept the core of what the original um comics have the color the comedy uh you know the the uh, larger than life characters and always you know zeroing into what the heroes are relatable and all that sort of thing, you know. What Stanley's vision of of Marvel Universe was is still here. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So I I just think for storytelling purposes, what a great way to start. What a great way to start uh, Fantastic Four than to at least you know either fake kill off like in in classic Marvel fashion or kill off Human Torch, but establish what Fantastic Four is and kind of get it get into that but that being said this is obviously um, pure speculation and just like yeah. what you think is going to be it because we have no idea what they're going to do yeah that being said um you know let's get let's get into what is phase four yeah, what we announced. know is coming <laughs> yeah let's get into what we know is coming in the that what was announced at san diego comic-con i still have thoughts and theories that it's kind they're kind of hold holding back uh holding back a little bit um but i think this is definitely the groundwork and it's starting off now i don't know bro what do you want to do do you want to do it by the timestamps that i i sent you because i though we didn't live cover it guys i hawked the internet for like a minute by minute update and <laughs> i i had all the updates and announcements written down and time it so how do you want to do it bro do you want to do it by movie that was announced uh, or do you want to yeah, do we'll, it by we'll do, we'll do it um chronologically how they're going to come out Okay, so that means the first one they announced was Black, or well, in the release date ones is Black Widow. Yeah, that's the next movie we got coming up. Yes. So uh, Black Widow is well in production, and it's well on the way. It comes out, with, uh, it comes out May 1st, 2020. David Harbour is Alexi. Yeah, which is AKA, the Red Guardian. A.K.A. the the Russian Captain America. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really upset because I was hoping Dave Harbour would be the oh, thing. I and I, had, I think a lot I of had... us were, yeah. I mean, 
I think we all got too excited, and that's what usually what happens with these things, as you know, yep. true believers do. Um, <laughs> I'm getting good here, yeah. uh, but just get warmed up, uh, and then. Uh, but I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, the Red Guardian, yeah, that's the yeah, thing. Guardian, yeah." Uh, and that's a, it's a classic. It's a classic hero, actually, uh, or over villain, I guess, from the original, uh, very terrible couple. <laughs> well, actually, the one that came out when it's you know when when Avengers was starting to get a little bit better in, in terms of the '60s. I think Avengers in the '60s comics are some of the worst, in my opinion. Like I think oh, you, you really? have Thor and and um, Thor and Fantastic Four, which are incredible comics, and Spider Man and Doctor Strange, and those days just incredible comics changed the game. And then um, I felt like the Avengers, they were just trying to compete with Justice League, and they threw a bunch of characters together, and they're like, oh, this is going to work. And the first with Jack and Stan is rough, very rough. But then they start yeah. getting better. And uh, once uh, John Buscema and um, Roy Thomas take over in the mid-60s. But anyway, like the Ultron stuff is awesome back then. Check that yeah. out. But anyway, this is a character from that run. Um and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I like when they take old characters and try to um, make them new and try to reinvent them. And that will be interesting. And Harbor's amazing character, um, actor, great actor. So um, oh, see yeah. what he does with that. Um, well, of, course, of course, I've always wanted to see this movie, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> you always wanted to see Well, yeah, yeah. you like the I love love Scarlett Johansson. Um, I think... She is a very quiet role in all the movies. Um, I'd love to see her lead it. I think the Black Widow, the character in the comics, is super important character. Um, yeah, like very like classic Marvel character, and um, I think she just she's always done a great job. Like her performance in Endgame is so good, so subtle, so amazing. Mm-hmm. The, oh yeah. The death sequence when they're like trying to fight each other, who's gonna die first? I love that one. And I even like yeah. it when she's like the new Nick Fury, um, five years later and she's like everyone's talking to her and just like she brings it down. She's such a good actress. I've loved her since uh Lost in Translation and we've had a pretty good relationship ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I like to see what she's gonna do. Well, I think it's going to be interesting because based on the fictional character biography, um, the Red Guardian is one of the Soviet Union's most acclaimed pilots. During World War II on the Eastern Front, he shot a large number of fighter planes down, and he was accredited for helping the Soviet Air Force with air supremacy. Um, But the interesting thing is he was uh, the husband of Black Widow. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and they became agents of the Soviets, which is essentially, I, I assume, like the Russian version they do, of like the Yeah, like the Americans kind of thing. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then he, well, former test pilot, KGB agent, uh, then trained Soviet counterpart to Captain America as the Red Guardian. Amazing. Yeah, well, that's really cool. I love that. See, that's, I love that they, they take those characters from the, from the, the old days and, It'll be interesting to see what they do. They up, update them. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're going to focus on the Black Widow program here. So you actually have Yelena, too, who mm-hmm. is another Black Widow in the comics and actually takes the mantle of, of Black Widow 
in in later years in the comics. You know, Rachel Vice too is going to play a Black Widow as well. She's pretty yes. cool. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Rachel. I'm a big fan of Rachel Wise. I oh, loved huge. her in the Mummy. Yeah. She was just super cool. Um, and uh, yeah, Florence uh, is going to play like the blonde Black Widow. Yeah, that's basically what we call the blonde Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, yeah. You might exactly. Remember in the comics if you read it. Mm-hmm. So she's going to play like the sister character. So I'm I'm curious to see because like this whole you know whatever happened in Budapest thing. I really am concerned because I, I. I don't think I, they'll I, do that though. Actually, now that I've, now that I've read it, I heard that the, the now it says that it's supposed to take uh, take place after Captain America's Civil War. Oh. So it will be just a couple of years before Endgame, I guess, and um, I, I imagine that maybe she's just just this one-off kind of like thing that happens to her. So they probably won't do that. So that's good. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. So big, yeah, big the big one I the big takeaway I'm I have with this one is they're introducing Taskmaster. Which oh, I think yeah. is super cool. Um Yeah, I think that that's a necessary villain. I mean he gained a lot of This will be a theme I'll talk about later in some other movies coming up, but yeah. Why the okay. do you think they chose Taskmaster, right? Um mm-hmm. there maybe like I think you know, with a lot of these movies, like um, one, the other one I can compare it to would be the upcoming would be the Fist of Chang Chang Chi, and Shang Chi, uh, Shang Chi, and uh, and they bring a Mandarin in there too, which is a classic villain. Like oh yeah, like Taskmaster so is also a classic villain, and just mm-hmm. you know putting them in a movie. But uh, <laughs> you know, like we didn't get these characters, and these characters aren't like a huge threat to um, like an Avengers. So. Uh, but that, that's traditionally where they came from. So it'll be interesting how they introduce that character. And will he, given the time that this movie takes place, so they say, will he be like trained in all the different Avenger skills, like with the sword and the shield and the, the bow and arrow? Mm-hmm. You know, will he have, will he be like that? Well, I, th- yes and no. Cause I mean, Tony it, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it depends on where it exactly takes place. Because my understanding is it takes place before, um, before the Avengers are even formed. So oh, okay. the only the yeah. only Avengers. I, that maybe, would... I I don't know how much evidence we have uh, of this, but what I've seen here, just looking at the Wikipedia thing, it just says that it takes place after Civil War. So I don't know. Oh, it takes place after Civil War. Yeah. Okay. So if that's true, then yeah, he's got he's got the whole roster of Avengers he can kind of learn from. Yeah. I definitely think he will. Yeah, I think. He can just look at you, and, but he's got you all figured out, man. Yeah, he's just got you painted. <laughs> uh, no, I think he will. Uh, I think he will have Cap's Cap really studied because Cap was because here's the thing. I think there's kind of my theory on Phase Four through Six is it's going to really look at the impact that the the main three heroes had. Now, Thor is a bit more of a rocky one, and that's why he still has, I think he still has a movie, because they're kind of still leaving a legacy for Thor that will impact the MCU. But, like, you have the Stark legacy, and then you have Cap's legacy. And Cap's legacy, you can see, you see it in Winter Soldier, um, and you see it it later on as well in Civil War. is the museum like you see that he's the museum people look up to him yeah he was considered the pinnacle 
Uh, you see it in Endgame with the the birthplace of Captain America. You, you just see that he's like this ideal version of the hero. So if it's one thing Taskmaster in the MCU, I think is going to play out is I think you'll see him watching like the Captain America World War II flicks. And he's got like the the studying of like all his moves and everything. But in terms of like Iron Man, for example, I don't think we're going to see much of that. I, yeah, personally, well, just I don't think I don't think Taskmaster ever really had Iron Man skill, but mm. um, I didn't know he has Hawkeye and sword and shield. So um, that's basically it, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the sword, uh, the sword is, I think, just his like more aggressive weapon because I've noticed a lot of the villains who face off against, you know, heroes like Captain America, Zemo, and Taskmaster both have swords. That's the way they. Fight yeah, him. yeah. I was thinking, uh, like, I thought, like, before, prior to finding out that this takes place after Civil War, I mm-hmm. thought, I thought if they're doing like a way back one, I was thinking, oh, Taskmaster's probably. Uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> really, eh? Yeah, I thought that, but the, the, I, I thought that would be one way they could take it, but um, obviously that won't be the case, so. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't think that would be the case, but I mean, this, this Black Widow movie, I am definitely interested to see because I think it's got a lot of pressure in terms of being the tone setter for Phase 4. Yeah. So, yeah. that's huge. I think with a lot of the films coming out, and we'll, I guess we can get into this more once we get through with this but um they're like they seem like more one-offs you know you kind of wonder what what the big payoff's gonna be you know at the end you know yeah are, will the will they assemble together as the avengers i don't think they should i don't think there no. should be another avengers movie to be honest um uh, at least not for not to like maybe end of phase five kind of thing but like i don't i don't think we're gonna see a standard superhero group anymore you're just gonna see no, a no. You're gonna just see. You're not. You're not gonna see like, for example, like Avengers, Defenders, this, this, this. You're just gonna see a group of heroes together doing something, and they may drop the Avengers line, maybe, but I doubt it. I think that we're just gonna see. Yeah, I don't think they. Yeah, I don't think they should. But I mean, maybe mm-hmm. they will later. But yeah, um, I, I think that's what they've conditioned audiences to to think. I think yeah. now this is a, a time to start fresh and try something different. Yeah, yeah. Um, and because, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll see a team-up movie where they all come together, but I don't think it will be called The Avengers. I think it will be something else. Yeah, I mean, I think you're just going to see just a bunch of heroes like come together, much like much like Avengers Endgame, even though at Endgame, when all the heroes are together, uh, Cap says Avengers Assemble, it's not it's not the Avengers. It's just an army against Thanos. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I, I mean, Black Widow, I think, is going to be a really cool, edgy spy film by the sounds of it. That's going to mm-hmm. be like of superhero proportion. Yeah, be um, a lot of a lot of people are kind of a lot of mainstream people that don't follow MCU too much uh, are saying like it's going to be the Red Sparrow movie of Marvel. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I know. Never, I, I, I never I, saw it, so I can't say. I've never seen it either, but I I don't I don't think it's it's quite that simple because I think I think Black Widow's movie because Black Widow is like the the essentially the the monarch of secrets like because yeah. that the whole point of her in um in winter soldier was was that she kept all the secrets like everything and then at the end of her story arc she releases all the secrets online and you know people are starting to learn more about her kind of thing so i think 
we're going to see where like a lot of these secrets are coming from. And maybe, maybe what the theme of the movie will be is that she is that defensive line between like things like superheroes completely becoming, um, becoming like a popular concept in the MCU world. Like she was that last line of defense. That's why like she knows where Hulk is in India, like all that stuff, like all that stuff. She's going to be, she's going to be like having, um, what's the, what's the tab? She has tabs on all like weird, abnormal superhumans around the world mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think, I think that's why black widow's movie is going to be most interesting in my opinion, because she's, she's going to have all those tabs on, you know, super powered individuals and like where yeah, they are and what they're doing. Days too and all that. Yeah. So, I, and then, and then, you know, moving on to the next one, I think we're going to, you know, we get uh, the Falcon winter soldier with the first Disney plus. Now what bothers me with these Disney pluses and my biggest concern is they're going with these mini series, but my problem is, is, is it going to be too long? Because, you know, you know, the, the advantage of the film formula and, you know, in, in on brothers scrim guys, we talk about video games and one of the games we always will talk about is our fond memory of destiny. We had a huge falling out with destiny because of the changes they made to the formula. And my concern is when it, when Marvel's like, yeah, we're going to be doing three films a year kind of thing. Um, these streaming services, I think, have a lot of potential to connect characters that we didn't normally see connected. Um, for example, like maybe we'll see Daredevil more in like legal battles throughout the movies. I don't know, but I think with fact with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, my biggest concern is: are these series going to be too long? And they're changing up the formula because now we only have um, three. We have three Marvel events, if you will. Um, but but one of them is a streaming service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think with this stuff, um, I think this is what I think Disney's gonna do. What I think they're doing, I think they're retconning retconning the whole Netflix stuff, like it never happened in the MCU. Ooh, okay. I think that the canon wise, I don't think it's a part of of the MCU at all. Now, yeah. And I think yeah. what they're doing with these these series, and even with Agents of Shield, Agents of Shield barely ever kind of connected. Mm-hmm. Although we did see because Jarvis is in is in Endgame, that maybe I guess the the Peggy Carter stuff happened. So it's yeah. hard to say, right? Like what's canon and what's not. So I feel with this, they're one of their criticisms back in the day when we we were starting to watch all these movies and the TV stuff was just getting started. Um, is that it didn't connect to the movies? With this, these TV shows will connect to the movies. Yeah, which is cool. Which is cool to explore. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier seems like a buddy cop movie by the sounds of what they're doing because they're just like yep. they have to they have to learn about their partnership now without Cap, you know. And then uh, I think it'll be great. <laughs> be yeah, well, well, I was excited <laughs> once they announced Zemo was the villain, and Zemo's got the mask this time. Yeah, I so. saw that tease of that. Yeah, that's good. And um, all um, Agent Thirteen's going to be in it too. Um, yep, Sharon Carter. Um, yeah, um, I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be six episodes I'm seeing yep. here, which is cool. It's, that's a, like a BBC kind of season. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I'm fine with that. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, it'll be interesting. Baron Zemo, that's so sick. Uh, I heard one guy saying, and I don't, th- I don't think this is true at all, but well, whatever. Um, I, th- I think someone said that John Cena was going to be in it, and that he's going to oh. play the U.S. agent. Oh wow, that would and, be and funny. And then like, the U.S. agent is like Captain America, right? So like, there will be yeah. a new version of Captain America from the '80s back in the day. If we all remember mm-hmm. that one. But I don't see any evidence of that, so I don't think that that's a thing. So it's, yeah, it, it seems like be... kind of like rumors. But Baron Zemo, we know for sure we're probably going to get, so that would be cool. Yeah, and I Will mean... Will they like... set up with the Thunderbolt? Ooh, that would be cool. Well, because, yeah, I mean, you know, post-Civil post, post Civil War, they were trying to militarize... Um, they were trying to militarize the the Avengers, and so maybe that's the case. Maybe we're getting the Thunderbolts now. But they were saying that because, uh, like, if you base it on the events of Civil War, then you know Zemo looked into and unlocked the secrets of like the the other super soldiers. But maybe there's another element of like Cap's era that needs to be explored, right? Like, um, it needs to explore deeper. So you know, maybe because, um. Because Zemo, I don't remember what he said exactly in Civil War, but you can tell he tampered with the super soldiers in the uh, in the basement when he gets to the Soviet thing. So he's like, "Don't worry about them; they've been dead, dead or something." Like I, yeah. I don't know, but it's possible he he you know maybe he synthesized. The maybe super they're still out there, yeah. Or maybe he's gonna build, build finally one. build from the finally build from the comics Virus X. You know, to uh, because because he failed the first time, maybe he's gonna build Virus X and then mess himself up and then become Zemo. I'd be curious to see if that's if that's gonna play out, but I'm definitely excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm just concerned of the streaming platform and how it's gonna work. Yeah, I'm personally very excited for Disney Plus, but that's just me. Um, I'm I'm excited, (laughs) but again, man, again, man, I just can't. I'm I'm being I'm being cautious. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should. That's good. Um, yeah. I guess we'll move on, and uh, yeah. I'll do the next one, um, which is... This is all you, buddy. This, this is, is all outside me. of my uh, I had to do some research on this one. Um, okay. I actually read a lot of the comics of Internals because I'm actually a huge Jack Kirby fan. Just the, yeah, just massive. Took me years. Oh, yeah. I remember as a kid, I was thinking like, oh, man, I think Jack Kirby, he didn't really speak to me right away. But then when I, I started getting older... And um, I love Fantastic Four as a kid, so I think that that was kind of how eventually I got really into it. And then when I started to read the old comics a little later in my teens uh, and all that, I really got really into them. And um, Eternals was something I read a couple years back when Marvel Mania was beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Back (laughs) just just after the first Avengers, I think, Marvel Mania, as I call it. Uh, oh yeah still going strong um and um i'm a huge fan of it it's different and um i think they've already kind of set up some internal stuff already like the celestial space gods is, oh yeah is a part of the eternals mythology um and it's really cool and i i think it'll be interesting to see how they're going to tie it all into the universe um the Eternals so, are essentially this race of beings um, that are kind of like gods. It's like a little bit like the new gods, but on planet yeah. Earth. Like a lot of them are traditionally named 
Like, they kind of reflect what people saw as gods back in the day. They're kind of immortal, right? So people is the mythology of... You have to look at... You have to kind of look, look at the Marvel Universe as an ancient alien mythology. So right. a lot of the characters... So a lot of these these Eternals, if you may, um, uh, you kind of, like, are one of the early races on the planet. And... Um, you know, after the manipulation of the space gods, the <laughs> the celestials, and all that things, and um, obviously the celestials in, in this version they wielded the the infinity stones, right? So they were able to create lots of things, and uh, they created the Eternals, um, and and they also created there's a, another version of of their race and their evil ancient race called the deviants now um in the comics uh it's really complicated but in the comics thanos is a deviant so uh... that's why he's got the purple skin and but he's also an eternal it's a it's the same part of the race it's kind of like angels and demons kind of thing it's very com- okay. complicated Anyway, so they're kind of in hiding most of the time on Earth. So uh, you have the main character is going to be played by uh, is Icarus, and he's played by uh, Richard Madden, who's from Game of Thrones. We all yes, know Rob Stark. Yeah, and they've done a lot of gender bending with a lot of the heroes in, in mm-hmm. from the comics. So they're obviously going to do something different. Um, yeah. You know, so even just looking, I mean, a lot of these heroes are kind of like forgettable in in the comic. Like it's like one of those offshoot kind of Marvel things that actually ties a lot of the Marvel universe together. But no one, when you think of Marvel, no one really goes, "Oh, the Eternals." You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of hard to uh, see. So I guess they could have room to, to change things up here, but essentially that's kind of the mythology that Kirby set up for it. It's kind of like, I think he did new gods first and then he went back to Marvel and he just continued his ideas, I think from new gods and put it into um, the Eternals, which is very similar to his new gods, which I think was his philosophy and a lot of his, earlier stuff too like Thor and and um Fantastic Four and all that. Yeah. Well yeah, okay. So with the Eternals though and, and like the you know the 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 basing kind of like if you base it off the new gods. So you have a faction which are not the I can't remember what you use. I guess the Eternals are like the good guys and then the demons. Yeah, that's right. The, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. So so in the new gods to kind of simplify it is like the new gods, they were all about pro life. They like yeah, the New God story that in the media representation that I'm familiar with in terms of DC and the New Gods and the cartoons they did. Yeah. Um, New Gods were all about pro life and they were all about discipline and all yeah. about you know the roles they play and in they the had world. The source and yeah and uh, and Dark Side and his sort of whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Dark I mean, Side. It, it's not the it's the story is not identical. Like they they are different. Yeah. But there is similarities to the two. Yeah. But I would even argue there's similarities right now because if you look at Thanos being this adopted, you know, oh, yeah. Thanos kind of demigod thing, yeah, Thanos' exactly. philosophy is the anti-life equation, which is what uh, Darkseid strive for, right? Like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. Darkseid did the uh, Darkseid anti-life equation was meant like literally no life 
at all. Thanos. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Dark Side, all right. Yeah, it sounds like Dark Side, right? <laughs> I thought, um, like, I also thought that Dark Side too in the comics, uh, you know, because you you're going off the cartoons here, which is kind of cool too. Um, yeah, the Superman cartoon, to be exact, right? Absolutely. And uh, I yeah, and um, I just thought, you know, I'm a huge Kirby fan, and this is a little bit where. Uh, I'm going a little off topic here, but it's really cool. I always thought that it works in a lot of his comics. What I've read, he has this theme of people of dominating other people, or like the challenge of your will. You know, uh... I always thought that was something he had, and so it's sort of a philosophy I think he had of his own. I have no evidence other than the comics, but um, yeah. I always thought, I think, too, that was Darkseid's agenda, too, in the comics was to sort of dominate everyone. Like, he would be the reigning will over everyone. Kind of like, obviously, a very dictatorial kind of thing. We can get in more Jack Kirby stuff later, but in in the future, after we see this movie, maybe. Um, Podcast for another time. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, Anyway, yeah, Thanos, for sure. Yeah. So I like yeah cuz I I'm not going to lie guys like when you when you listen to this podcast like I'm going into Eternals with like no knowledge here like I was yeah, not yeah. a fan of the Eternals. My brother is more into the cosmic weird stuff. I, um, I definitely am. Yeah. I love <laughs> the, the the celestial space gods, I think. Man, oh my god. Just the whole what they look like and what you've seen in just little little glimpses in the first Guardian of the Galaxy when I saw that I was like, "Oh my god, I was actually reading Eternals at that time." When, oh, perfect. When it came out, so I was like, oh my god. You know, there's uh, one of the Celestials, like I can't remember their names, but that, that's that that god, and when he drops and kills everyone with the, with the space stone, amazing. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the coolest things. Oh yeah, and and so I I mean I'm I'm definitely excited to explore more of like the cosmic side because uh, I, I always Ragnar- thought too that if they wanted to. Um, and this is just a, a, a real quick one. If they yeah. wanted to, the Celestials, they could make Galactus a Celestial. Oh, snap. Fantastic Force coming, guys. <laughs> and they confirmed it now. They I, could I because mean... it could be like he could be there like one of them because he's obviously big enough to be one of them. You know? Yeah. Um, so and, and he looks like one of them, but I don't know. I always thought that would be cool. Um, you know, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely possible. I think with the Eternals though, I mean, after, cause like Thor Ragnarok, you can see that they kind of have the aesthetics of the, uh, the Eternals, like the, some of the collectors or sorry, the grandmasters, uh, people that hang out with them mm-hmm. are all like new God lo- or eternal looking people. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm curious to see, uh, especially that scene in guardians is such a pivotal moment where he talks about, you know, the, the awakening of the universe happened because the, uh, the singularities came together and just bang. Right. That was the big bang. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's when they, when they wrap that up and, and that, that movie for me just blew my mind because I was like, they're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're doing it. They're putting the world together and, and comprising it in the best way possible. But even in ways that even the like the best Marvel fan is gonna be like, What? you know? Like they're doing yeah, exactly, it in a very right? like um they understand the they understand the how the 
the universe is actually built. Um, I will. I would cite if you have read uh, the uh, <laughs> the Marvel: The Untold story that uh, Jim Shooter and all them, and uh, I think um, Steve Englehart um, were the guys who sort of said, "Wow, this this is great, this Marvel Universe thing," but it doesn't seem to have any. You know, it doesn't seem to have all a connection. Like it's kind of all over the place. They needed like a linear kind of thing, and and they built the whole the very first um, Marvel encyclopedia so it could show you know how the the universe is all tied together. And I see that's what Thangy's doing with this. Yeah, you know. Hmm. Oh, absolutely. And and so Eternals definitely is an interesting. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very curious to see how they're gonna promote Eternals because like it's yes you have you literally have no anchor to that that's like oh it's I want to see this. It's kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy the first time because people didn't doesn't don't that's one of like a very like C D list kind of of superheroes people don't think of so it's yeah. kind of like this where they can bring it and I know that DC is working on a New Gods movie so I was wondering oh maybe they're making this to compete with it the New Gods. Yeah. Like, can we out Kirby? <laughs> DC. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, I know there's yeah. no secret they're huge Kirby fans um, <laughs> at Marvel. No secret. Yeah. In fact, they've only done, like, most of the characters they've done are Jack Kirby and Stan, and, and or, or it'd be Jack and Stan, or it'd be um, uh, Steve Dicko and Stan, you know, the classic two biggest, best comics, you know, they, the, or, you know that they made are the two best comic teams so um uh you know for the hardcore marvel fan but uh <laughs> <laughs> so i'm always interested in how the art department's going to handle doing kirby stuff which ragnarok you can see was so influenced by kirby um so it'll be interesting they they know what they're doing already so it'll be interesting to see how they do it and it'll be interesting to see how dc does it yeah oh absolutely because so, you know no, it's going to be a wildly different interpretation of Kirby's art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think because the interesting thing they're going to probably do with this phase, this phase four, is probably introduce maybe a lot of characters. Because there seems to be a, a lot, a very little storytelling, like in terms of like how much they're divulging. Now, this is normal in terms of this press tour. Yeah, and like well, you don't want all these... any spoilers and stuff too. Like we don't. I know. No, but Marvel will know. spoil when it comes to trailer season. Because when it yeah, comes to trailer yeah. we'll season, see it, and then we can go, oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah, this, this is, why is doing this is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Because, because uh, I would, I would easily argue, like Civil War. If you held that Spider-Man was going to be in that movie, oh my God, yes. So the payoff, I wish they never told us. Yeah. I know. Oh my God. I wish they never told us. Because back in the day, in Phase One, we kind of had that. You know, we didn't, we didn't know that Nick Fury was going to be in the first one. You yeah. Know, we didn't know that Thanos was going to be in. You know. Um, uh, Avengers, Avengers first one. Yep. Um stuff like that. So Yeah, no, it, it exactly right. Like um there was another tra- Oh, um it, like uh Hawkeye becoming Ronin. Uh they put yeah, that in the trailer too. And it's like, man, if you did thing. not tell us, that would have been that, such good cool scene where he's in the the Yakuza karaoke mm-hmm. battle. I love that scene. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, and you know, and it's I do, it's I, funny because it's funny because uh, it's 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 funny because uh, I, 
uh, my fiance's brother who lives in Japan. He's a big Marvel night, and he goes to see them in Japan. And he says like nobody like claps and cheers in the theater for really? any Marvel moment. And he was saying the only time they ever did, and it was kind of like almost like a historical moment, was uh, and spoilers in case you haven't seen Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> in case you haven't seen probably the biggest comic book film of all time but uh <laughs> Andrew, uh, listening to this <laughs> yeah uh Blake. but uh when cap when cap gets when cap gets the hammer uh they actually cheered for the first time oh, like in the wow. theater but they were laughing during the the J- japan sequence because uh because of uh how awkward it was of like of hawkeye speaking japanese oh it but, always is yeah yeah, yeah I, I always they, wondered about that. That's so true, though. Yeah. Yeah, and and so. Okay, and he's awake. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he doesn't know. He knows a bit of Japanese. He's trying his best. Yeah, which is uh, which leads me to another interesting tidbit, which is um, the building behind um, that the the Yakuza guy was actually the building in Lost in Translation. So fun. Oh, literature. right. Of course. Yep. Love that. Movie. But that. But bringing it back in, like Marvel, when it comes to trailer season, they probably will spoil a thing or two there, here and there, which is will will be the reason to go see the film, kind of thing. Like, but again, like Civil War, you didn't need any rhyme or reason to 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 have people come to that film because everyone knew what they were getting into when that film was happening. Yeah. And if you had Spider Man not you, be shown in the trailer, oh my god, this was like Marvel just beaten down. Batman oh, versus yeah. Superman. You have to remember this. This was the beatdown of the century that people wanted. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They're doing Batman and Superman. Everyone's freaking out. It was going to be so good. And then the reviews started coming out. And people were like, oh, no. It's <laughs> terrible. It's awful. It's the worst movie you've ever seen. Um, and that's a whole other story. I actually like Batman versus Superman, but that's me. I know that that's wow. That's you like, like that's like liking person? episode one. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, I know I understand that. I understand that. But I like bad movies. So uh, oh I just, man, I, just I I like bad movies, but not the kind. <laughs> like I love I love Stallone's Demolition Man, and it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, that's but a good you know. movie, Ryan. That's a good movie. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, of course, I want more for a superhero movie, so that's a whole other story. But um, uh, that, that was crazy. And uh, so I think maybe this is a similar thing where when we get the Eternals. It's going to be, you know, who I, I'm, I'm interested too. Like when they, like I just said, the Kirby versus, you know, if the, who's going to do Kirby, who's going to out Kirby each other, or who's going to get it? Like in terms, I love the art department in Marvel. So oh, yeah. it'll be really interesting to see what they come up with. I'm always interested to see how the costumes are going to look and what the art style they're going to go for. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm a big fan of uh, the Russo art team because... Yeah, they um, killed it because they balanced they, it. They balanced, they balanced, it. balanced it. it. Everything was balanced. And mm-hmm. to even quote um, Thanos there, but, you know, like the balance is definitely his key philosophy in all this, but... They they were able to take the best of the Marvel movies and sort of make it work and and uh, even just balance it out. Like the colors yeah. seem balanced. Everything seemed really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to miss those so... guys. I really think I wish they could direct every Marvel movie, but unfortunately we don't. They're not going to do that. So. 
We have the we have the right well, tools. Bro. We have the right tools. We're two this brothers. This is my concern with directing. this phase. You know, this is my concern with this phase. Is that, yeah. um, uh, my concern with this phase is there's a lot of new teams, a lot of people coming in, and to the Marvel machine and getting to play in the toy box. So we're gonna yeah. see different interpretations of stuff, and I'm worried that you know it will become too bland. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, because there's been like 22, 30, 23, you know, you know, who knows how many movies. And, you know, when you when you have new players in the mix, sometimes it doesn't work. Like, I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of how Captain Marvel turned out. You know, I think of I, I like the Ant-Man movies, but I feel like they're like not as great as some of the other entries in, in Marvel. So I'm, I'm worried sometimes when you introduce new talent. Do they get it? Do they understand mm-hmm. it? And even when you're introducing new writers, you know, can they keep up the quality of writing they've had in the last couple movies? Yeah, um, that's I, this I, is a concern I, with me with the going forward. Yeah, I mean, well, it, based on a lot of people I talk to that are on the outside of the, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, they feel that Marvel's too bland right now. Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think like, I, I don't, talking, I don't agree with like, that as bland now, but I, I agree with, I agree that people, uh, when you talk to people, that's definitely like a casual are are, are already kind of checked out. And I think the thing that's another thing that Marvel needs to maintain is is the casual audience going to come for these movies? Yes. Are they going to want to see a Black Widow movie? Are they going to want to see Eternals? Are they going to want to see a Shang Chi movie? Um, which we, which is the next one we'll talk about. Um, yeah. Are they going to want to like? Are the is the casual audience going to want to see it? Are the people in the back of the theater, as I say, going to be there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, you, oh man, you love those people in the back. Of the <laughs> I do. It's a new joke. I I, I love it too much. <laughs> it's good. I like it. I like it. Um. Well, and 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 speaking of which, like that's why that's and and this is actually a good transition because uh, that's why the Netflix series all did extremely well because they really captured the people at the back of the audience, right? Like they really captured the casual <laughs> audience because a lot of people I talked to, it was you darker. Know, it had, yeah, it had those kind of things. Yeah. More mature. It had different themes and it, and it brings me, it actually brings me to transition to saying Chi because I am my episode one moment with Marvel is I like iron fist Apparently the world hates Iron Fist, but I love Iron Fist. Oh yeah, because I didn't I, like that one. Oh man, no, they didn't. But it was funny because I actually, um, I actually decided to watch like three episodes. Like I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling in an Iron Fist mood. Let's let's watch three episodes. Yeah, you like from, it. You like it from the series. I haven't I, I seen like it. Seen? I have seen the first one. I I didn't love it, but I, yeah, I, I liked where some of the some of the ideas they were trying to do, and. Um, uh yeah uh but a second season i never watched or anything i kind of dropped off the netflix stuff um i love daredevil i think daredevil those three seasons it's really a shame because they're so good yeah i mean so so yeah daredevil's daredevil's i'm a huge daredevil fan yeah he had he had a great like he doesn't deserve this flawless run yeah, no. I think I think if they bring back Daredevil, in they some gotta way, bring Charlie back. He's amazing. I, 
I think they will. I think they will. I think there's there's just something. I don't think they will, but if they do, I'll be oh. very happy. Well, because they they own Daredevil, right? Like, yeah. I think I think they might they might do it. I mean, I agree with you that isn't like based on track record, they'll probably just fix it. But I mean, I don't know because they pulled a fast one on Endgame, bringing in real life Jarvis. Yeah, definitely in the seventy sequence. So I'm curious to see what they're going to keep and what they're not going to keep. But I I hope they keep the Daredevil, Punisher, Bullseye, uh, Kingpin. <sighs> yeah, man, that's um, sweet. Yeah. Uh, and then Foggy and uh, and and Karen Page, like I hope they keep like them. I would love them to keep uh, Mike Colton, who played uh, oh, Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah. Luke Cage uh, is the best. And I, I, he was I, so I think, good. Um, I, I really th- love the first couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think that I think that personally, because we'll like, talk about me, more and uh, later. Yeah, we could do like a Netflix episode and talk about all. Well, our yeah, things. we'll yeah we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, we could do that later. Um, we'll figure it out. Podcast for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but my point is, my point is, is I loved Iron Fist because it really got into the martial arts side of Marvel. But they played it so tamely in the Netflix series because if you watch the first three episodes, and I love that that like he's this homeless guy who's doing like Tai Chi in the park, and like yeah, they had some good ideas there. It's like that stuff was great, and I think if they they put it, but anyway, I mean, we're really digressing here, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but what I'm what I'm trying to the point I'm trying to illustrate though is like when he's like in Iron Fist mode and there's no kind of soap opera around Iron Fist. Then it's fun. It's so good. Yeah, like I the agree. Scene, yeah. The, the scene where he breaks is quite good. It's yeah, the okay. scene where he breaks out of the the uh, mental institution is so. Yeah, that one's good. Yeah. Iron Fist moment, and and what I love about it, and what they didn't play up enough, is they're like, okay, you're a crazy homeless person who thinks he's this billionaire kid, and and then he goes outside and he has to take on these hitmen that are dressed casually. Like they should have played it up more, like having these random assassins try to take him out that are like very martial arty themed. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I would have loved it's like the mental institution assassins. They're like, Oh, you know, uh, Warren Meachin sends his best. And it's like, yes, like send weird hitmen to take out iron fist, kind of create that, that curtain of like how weird the martial art world could get. And that's why I'm excited about saying Shang-Chi. I think there's going to be some heavy Bruce Lee elements in Shang-Chi. I think that's yeah. what we're going to see. Uh, this um, is their chance to do um, a Kung Fu movie. Yeah. Like, I think that really that's cool... what I really want to see. I think that would be really cool. I think it's odd character to choose. I, I, I mm. see why they chose Shang-Chi. Um, this is another thing why, I think what I love about the MCU is it loves and respects the classic Marvel stuff. Oh yeah. And Shang-Chi is a classic kind of offshoot character from the seventies that Jim Starlin created. And they also are huge fans of Jim Starlin. Uh, yeah. he's, he's in Endgame for a brief period. And, um, uh, and I think that's a kind of a Marvel history that often gets overlooked is that 70s period where they're trying experimenting with new things and it's not essentially the classic 1960s lineup um i kind of like marvel in the 70s too so this is a classic 70s character and that was when kung fu movies were becoming really huge in like you know um cinema 
So mm-hmm. it'd be cool to see a classic kung fu movie. I love kung fu movies. I'm a big kung fu movie fan. Ryan knows this. Um, I love like the Shaw Brothers stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, um, like the classic, even um, you know Japanese samurai stuff. So I think this is their chance to do something like that. And yeah. I think what's really cool about it, obviously, China is becoming a big market for. Um, movies, Marvel movies, and movie and movies like this. This is something that could showcase something to to them too. So I'm sure it will be huge in China, or maybe it won't. Mm-hmm. You never know. I I know why. If, if from a business perspective, making this movie is a good idea. Oh yeah, I think I think it's a great idea, and and it and again it goes it talks about like it covers definitely that theme of something new, something different, something fresh, something modern, um, and something diverse. And I think that's I think that's where Iron Fist fell flat again. Like if you're gonna tackle the martial yeah, people arts side, wanted him to be Asian. Um, yeah, and I and, thought I definitely you know I'm glad they you know they stayed with the character in the comics, but it definitely costed them dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's outdated it today and you know and and i get that too but hey look we got what we got and um mm. i'm you know and all, all that stuff but um you know this is you know this is one this is their chance to do it and they're doing it in a big theatrical movie and we're getting a classic villain here of um, oh yeah oh of, uh, man the mandarin that, which is going to be really interesting name. how they're going to do that i don't mm-hmm. i don't even know Oh, Dan, buddy. I think, well, I'm a big fan of Mandarin um, because he was a big uh, villain in, in Iron Man uh, in, the, in the comics and the cartoon. And uh, and he's a really interesting villain in terms of philosophy and uh, and just like villainy in, in general. So you could have, you could have almost, almost a Doctor Doom level villain mm-hmm. um, with the Mandarin. Like, like in Marvel, there's very select few villains that make it to like the top the creme de la creme. This is another thing I was talking about too with the Black Widow um, mm-hmm. and um, Black Widow having Taskmaster in it. I thought that was an interesting choice because yeah. he's another classic villain that, you know, uh, shouldn't be taken lightly. Another thing I'd hope in this phase is they don't kill off the villains. Everyone, like, they seem to kill off the villains a lot. So, you mm-hmm. know, if these villains stayed alive maybe you could do secret wars later i don't know i think we're getting a secret wars person i think that'd be so cool we could talk about that more um maybe in the next one even though we said this might be our last we'll probably do a part part one part two here because we're getting on for time so Mm -hmm. um don't want it to be a three-hour marathon here so yeah we'll probably end it soon just right after we talk a little bit more about shang chi we'll go into a part two of our does that sound good that sounds good to me man how the folks out there that sounds good that way you're not listening for hours and hours (laughs) you know you only have so much time in your day yeah Um, yeah (laughs) but this this is you know this is the beauty of brother scrim these nerd discussions out there with your friends can go on for hours and hours they can they can and 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 unfortunately in the podcast world sometimes you just gotta you gotta break it up that's right um but saying chi i am really excited for me too i think they can do something really good aquafina's Mm -hmm. in this movie and i like her obviously she'll probably be some sort of comic relief (laughs) (laughs) i i I, yeah i I gotta look into that a little 
himself. But uh, but Shang Chi has been a part of some interesting groups. Um, he's been an Avenger. Uh, he has also been yes, a hero. He he's been a hero for hire. So yeah, oh yeah, he's a he's one of those guys. He's kind of like in everything. Um, he is another one of like one of those like B level, you know, maybe even mm-hmm. C level characters. Not really like something everyone knows. But I like that they're taking from. Um, they're taking, they're taking like the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're taking B level characters and making them into, uh, you know, top movies. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, and and again, this character has been through many groups and factions. Like he's hung out with the Marvel Knights. He's hang out with, he's hung out with X Men. Um, interesting enough, though, he actually had a bit of a story run with Moon Knight. So I'm curious to see. Yeah, Moon, Moon Knight. Knight that's another one we could talk about. Um, yeah. All right, well, we'll just wrap it up here for a bit and um, stay tuned for part two.